What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Corky Sam Medina, and <clears throat> I gotta always mess up a little bit before I, when I start. This wouldn't be my show without me coughing uh, into the microphone in the beginning of the show. What's up, you guys? How's it going? Uh, my name is Funky Sam Medina. Uh, I am excited because we're doing a SummerSlam preview episode, so I'm gonna try to get this out like today's Tuesday. I'm gonna try to get this out maybe tomorrow. Um, it'd be really fun to get out there and get some people uh, hearing our SummerSlam predictions. I am here with a uh, stand-up comedian out of Connecticut. Give it up for this really funny guy, Danny Bazongas. How you doing, Danny? Hey, Sam. How you doing, Danny? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How's uh, how's life in Connecticut, man? How's the economy? Oh, it's 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 not too bad right now. The weather's pretty good. Um, the economy sucks, but you can't really have one without the other. <laughs> yeah. You got good weather. Or, yeah, yeah. How's the, how's the scene out there? The scene is up and coming. We got uh, we just did a uh, fest stop last week. Was it last week or oh, the week yeah. before? Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, we just all Monday. showed up at a rest stop, plugged in a PA, and did a set. I was supposed to be on the virtual part of that, but I ended up having to cancel because uh, I had to I had to work. They they booked the earlier show. Okay, but yeah, we're. I, I'd like to see more of that happening, but before the weather gets so bad, you can't really do it. How was Vest Stop? That was cool. Um, we thought a lot more people were gonna like be more angry about what we were doing, but yeah, nobody. We didn't seem to bother anybody. Did um, did people just like come up and just start watching? No, <laughs> they just they, they kind of they were pretending like they were walking by, but you know they were. Oh yeah, they were listening to what we were doing, waiting for someone to like yeah, throw yeah. out some kind of a flag to aggravate somebody, and it's like okay, that's not. And moral, then what we were there for? <laughs> a moral victory. We know they were laughing. Yes. They're laughing to themselves. They just don't want to give us a satisfaction. That's true. That's cool. <laughs> I'm also here with uh, Richard Dweck. How you doing, Richard? Good. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for being on. I'm super excited about this uh, Summer Sun preview show. Uh, so where are you coming out of? I'm from New Jersey. Uh, okay, okay. Around Jersey Shore area, like central New Jersey. Uh, are you close to Trenton? Uh, no, not really. Like Okay. My boy Chino's out there in Trenton. Um, yeah, I'm not near there, but uh, I'm near closer to like Jersey Shore. But uh, um, nice. yeah, we we've been very lucky. We came back like super quick during COVID. We came back like maybe we had four months off, and then we came oh, back. Wow. And we're just like, you know, so I've been very lucky with just what we've been doing. But uh, that's just been like what it is like just trying to go back and then in may i went to uh just before we got like open here i went to texas in may in austin to visit another comic that i'm friends with mm-hmm. he has a place there so he was like having comics come and i was one of the first people they had from there i went there for three days and it was uh it was very interesting it was cool but it was i got to do the uh, creek in the cave which is where Joe Rogan was supposed to buy it at the time, like getting a stake in it, but he ends up not recently. Oh, is okay. Did is that what he was going to do, or did he end up passing on that to start his own club? Because I heard he's opening up a club out there. Yeah, he was gonna he was gonna do a different club. Like okay, so he's he's supposed he's to go there. As far as I know, he's having a club built. And then that week was interesting because it was the it happened in the same town was a Tony Hinchcliffe thing. Mm, yeah, happened, the whole controversy yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So it was like. You know, that was a kind of an annoying thing was like everyone was talking about it in their sets and like, but it was really cool. I got to do uh, like 
I got to be on a show. And then my last night there, I did like three months, like three mics. It was awesome. It was like one at three, no, one at two, one at three. And then like, we had to like, wait, we were all around one, three, one and five in the one at 10. It was like, awesome. It was like, Oh wow. This is so much, but it was really, really cool just to meet new people and everything. Cause I've been, I started in 2015. So it's like, it's cool to be out of, you know, get out of your album. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, you started comedy in 2015. How, uh, I guess, why and how did you uh, get into comedy? Well, I became like, it's really weird that I'm like a super huge nerd for it now, because when I grew up like around it, like my brother liked Jim Carrey and stuff, but like, to me, uh, stand up, I didn't really get into until like 2008 because like, before that, it was mostly, like, Dane Cook was huge, and he was, you know, I like him now, at, but what was really what was popular was two people, was Gabriel Iglesias, who was great, and uh, more so was Jeff Dunham at the time. So, like, you couldn't really find traditional stand-up, and it wasn't until, like, Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and Bill Burnham and all these people, like, the comedy boom of 2010, I really got into it. You know, it and then Jeff Dunham. <laughs> and then that was a joke yeah and then 2011 i started doing local improv and i was like i'm gonna do this for like a year or like not even a year like a month and then try and find stand-up and then it's like i didn't start doing stand-up until 2015 so it was like you know but when it first happened when i first got on stage did you, uh, I was doing it did improv for four years yeah so i did improv for okay. five years so i did it for one extra year in 2016 and then stopped and just went full into stand up. And I've just been doing that ever since. And then uh, in 2018, I started doing my podcast called What the Heck Adventure Dweck, which I, uh, I just started as like just talking and just like having, you know, not giving like hard opinions on stuff, but you know, give my opinions on stuff and having that. And then during COVID, uh, just like right when it started, uh, I guess it was like around this time last year was uh, I started interviewing comedians. Okay. And that was my like thing was like, I'm, I, we spend so much time as comics, like trying to promote ourselves that you kind of have to look around and be like, oh, these, there are other people to promote. And what I really love about doing my podcast now is having people of all different types of levels on. I've had, uh, you know, people in my scene, I had, uh, Giamarcos Renzi, who just got on Comedy Central. He has a half hour coming out. It's like, yeah. it's just cool. Like, I just like having, you know, the different variety of comics. Yeah. And it's like, it's always cool. Hell yeah. So, That's cool, man. That's cool. Hell yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to be on that podcast sometime in the near future, too. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. How are you doing over there, Bazongas? All right. How did you, why and how did you get into comedy? Um, uh, so like 1989, I was 20 years old, and I had a van. And friends, hey, <laughs> do you want to take our uh, take our equipment to gigs for us? And I'm like, well, why am I gonna take my equipment to take your equipment to a gig and just sit there? And he goes, why? Why don't you tell jokes while we're setting up? It was a band. So what? Yeah, for so while the band's okay. setting up the gear, I'm out there yeah, doing let you do my routine up, uh, while they're setting up. That's cool. And, and when you're doing a rock concert, people don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, hey, do you know there's live comedy here tonight? So they're already like in the, 
you know, pumped up mood because they just heard a metal band before that. They're ready for another metal band. I'm like, you know, I'm coming out with my, hey, uh, anybody seen that new Friday the 13th movie? And they're like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> and then the sound guy thought he'd be really cute and give me like an Alvin and the Chipmunk voice. Oh, it's like, wow. my, my first time oh. doing comedy and you're, and you're tweaking me and he's like, uh, so the, to this day, I hate that I hate Alvin and the Chipmunks because of that shit, man. <laughs> but then, like the same situation happened. We we attended a, an open mic, 1991, an open mic, and they said you can have your own time slot. Okay, so then I did my own time slot in 1991. That was so that's really the first time I really did it. But other than that, I was just opening for bands. Wow, so, how, I know that you you stopped doing it for a long time. And you got back into it. How long were you? Uh, how long yeah. Were you- so, so like when I say you know thirty years, it's not really thirty consecutive years. It's like you know you do it for three months, you get really pissed. I did it twelve times in thirty years. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finally do that band I wanted to do, and you know, it's like uh, I, I own a bass, but I'm not really. Gonna, <laughs> but I'm gonna get good at the bass so I can have a band. Because. Then I'm gonna write songs. And then my songs are too too damn funny. It's like, well, I gotta get back into comedy again. Who's doing open mics now? And then by then I'm kind of bouncing all over the country to different places. I'm doing different mics in different places and trying to get it down. And then I get really frustrated and just be depressed for a while. And then COVID comes and Zoom mics. Let's do it. Hell yeah, it's right in your house. You might as well. And I don't have to wear pants. Well, not that you do anyways. Yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> Oh man. Uh so you guys, uh, you're both wrestling fans. I'm super excited to have you guys here to talk about some wrestling. Um, I guess before we get into the SummerSlam stuff, let's go back and forth a little bit. Uh Richard, how did you like get into wrestling? How'd you become a fan of that? It's actually very interesting. I don't remember how. Like I had a couple friends who were into it when I was really young, and I didn't get into it like until watching it. I remember the date. It's so weird to remember the date. I was eight years old. It was uh July. 25th 2002 smackdown it was ray mysterio's wwe debut oh i was eight years old who's this guy and i think that was like around the same year or time period when the spider-man movie came out Mm, and i was a huge fan of spider-man and power rangers at that age so like i loved ray mysterio and just like it was such a great era to be a fan in of that smackdown time it really was and then especially, you if so many people. Kid, especially if you're a kid and you probably were, you know, Ray Mysterio was like, you know, really super awesome. So I got into that and then I watched up until like 2006-ish. Like, it's so funny to think about like now how like people are like the certain characters that you couldn't do. Like Eugene, I didn't like because I was in special ed and I didn't like like how it was portrayed with him. So that was a big thing too. And then just Raw was the thing that I hated was like all the backstage stuff they did with DX when DX was reformed. And it was like, you know, 2006 and they dropped. The last thing I watched at that time period was uh, watching um, when they dumped shit on the Fear Squad. And, there was and that was like, okay, this is like, this is like not for me. So I went into watching independent wrestling and like okay. you know stuff on youtube and stuff and then i came back because uh i saw evan born on ecw and became a huge fan of his looked up his indie stuff and i've been a huge fan of his for 
long time now and it's just like and now I've been back into it ever since so I took like a little bit of break from WWE for like two years and then was like what was interesting about it was like everyone that I watched ended up coming to WWE it's like you watched Daniel you watched Brian yeah. Danielson in 2009 and 2008 and then you're like oh he's in WWE and two years later <laughs> it's like you know it's just so cool except for a few, except for a few like it's like Boom Boom didn't last very long. Colt Cabana didn't last very long. I wish his run would have been longer. Yeah, so, and, you know, I try and keep up with AEW when I can, but it's like doing stand-up and stuff. It's like, yeah, I can't watch as much wrestling as I want to. Ten years ago, this would have been awesome. <laughs> this period of time would have been awesome. Now yeah, it's like I'm too me, busy. it's like, you know, 20 years ago. I guess 10 years ago, too, I probably could have kept up with it. I haven't had a cable in, like, 10 years, so I really don't watch, you know, AEW's weekly television and, I watch basically like raw. I watch the highlights on YouTube and stuff, you know. But I got the cock. I got Peacock, so I can, <laughs> I yeah. Some. I had Peacock early because uh, I'm a huge Law and Order SDU fan. So I was watching new episodes and I started binging old episodes. So I was like, I already had it. Yeah, but I got uh, it because they offered WWE offered me uh, four months for five dollars. Oh. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fuck it. But I'll figure it out in four months. <laughs> yeah. I haven't figured it out. I'm just paying for it now, I think. Whenever people complain about it, I always say it's like using... It's terrible! Using... when I, It is. But the way I say it is like going to Peacock to watch WWE is like going to an amusement park for a cheeseburger. It's like, yeah. it's not why you're there for. You're supposed to be watching like what I watch on there, The Office. and like, it's, it's terrible. It's... Like you can't rewind anything because the whole thing will no, it's just live. It's like slow. It's it's the live is terrible. It's just it's really bad. I really hate. I really hate the fact that they sold us to Peacock. You know what I mean? Like because WWE Network was like the best thing that they offered. Because it's like even if the TV show sucked, even if Raw was like terrible, like it was featuring like Goldberg, you know, or you know things like that that we wouldn't want to see that. So you can at least watch the old stuff on, on the WWE Network. And the WWE Network was great. I loved it. The right. was time-stamped. You know, the collections were great. Like, it was perfect. And they had to go and, they had to go and do this. They sold us out. Yeah. Hey, what about you, Bazongas? Uh, you're going to say that you used to watch Girl of Monsoon wrestle at Madison Square Garden, aren't you? Uh, no, I never saw him wrestle in the garden, though. But, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah, Girl of Monsoon was, like, one of the big, big guys back then. I remember... Uh, like Roddy Roddy Pipe, huh? So I, was, I remember when I found out that he was a former wrestler. I was so shocked because to me he was just a commentary. Yeah, and then um, Jesse the Body was was a commentary. Uh, I used to love I love Lord Alfred Hayes on there, and then Vince McMahon he would he would do the show like he would do the WWE talk show, mm-hmm. and he had Lord Alfred Hayes with him. And then you know, about I love the episode some some about Roddy Piper. Yeah, he, um, this was. I remember when he was just up and coming really before I remember a WWF brand that was just wrestling. There was just different circuits, different towns that had these different groups. I know Roddy was part of one group and I want to say he was like, against fighting a Tonka kid or one or somebody from his family. Cause they all had like a, yeah. like the rocks family, his grandfather and all of them have like a lot of uh, heritage. Well, the older was uh, he, he came up in like the Portland, the Portland scene. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see, um, like, say, Brett, uh, Brett the Hitman until, like, WWE started or WWF started up. Like, them, then when I was starting to get into them, then I, I totally loved, uh, yeah, um, 
Greg the Hammer Valentine and and Honky Tonk Man and I, I, these guys are really cool. And then I remember Brutus Beefcake before he became the barber. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about Brutus Beefcake pre-barber. Yeah, he, he he had no dialogue. He would just be muscular, walk around, and go. Beefcake. That's all he did. <laughs> you, got, you need a little more dialogue than that. Let's let's get this whole I'm a crazy barber was guy. Like you Yeti like it? Was What's he that? Pokemon? What was he? I don't know. He just he just wouldn't he speak. Dressed? He he, would, he, he had the persona where I'm too cool. I don't need to talk. Flamboyant way he dressed when he was the barber. Yeah. He had like the, the, the bright and the ripped up jeans and oh, yeah, and then the the moose and the hair. He must have took him an hour to do that hair. Yeah. Because how many wrestlers do their hair that you know you know before the go show? I mean, other than like men wrestlers, but you know, there's probably a lot. Like I, like you see like uh, Morrison with the with the uh, things on the side of his head now. Oh yeah, yeah. This is drip. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. Drip, drip. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But yeah, so back then, like, how did you find it? Though? Did somebody like did, did did your family members watch it? Like, did somebody introduce? Yeah. It? Oh, my whole family did. My brothers and in fact, I was just talking to my brother the other day. We actually went to Cow Palace to watch Close oh, Circuit. Oh yeah, TV. over here. To, yeah, Close Circuit TV. I lived in Napa, so we went to Clo- okay. we went. There was no. We didn't want to pay twenty five dollars for the. Uh, the pay-per-view so we paid five dollars for a ticket to watch it on a tv screen and cow palace the, the event was in boston garden but it was broadcast in the palace on a big screen and we all paid which five event? bucks a seat to go watch which event is this it was wrestlemania five okay okay nice and it, and it was a uh, hulk versus big boss man and hulk was like doing this whole thing where he broke out of handcuffs so he's walking around with a broken handcuff on so in in in, in uh in camaraderie, I walked around with handcuffs hanging off my arm, and my brother was pissed. He's like, dude, you do not walk around with handcuffs hanging off your arm. <laughs> but, so, but Hulk's uh, got it, so it's cool, right? <laughs> did Hulk fight Big Bossman at WrestleMania 5? Yes. I was having a, uh, a conversation last week with Blair Brown on this podcast, and we were talking about WrestleMania 5, and I'm like, wait, did Hogan fight? Did Hogan have a match? Was he injured? Why was he not in that tournament, you know? Yeah, because before that, um, Bossman like, supposedly broke his ribs. Okay, so and he maybe was doing he was, that whole thing. Yeah, I got broken ribs, but I'm a fight through. Maybe he was injured when the tournament started, and then they had the uh, tournament, and then by the time WrestleMania came and they had the finals, he wasn't in it. No, I don't remember them fighting. Well, I, Savage. I, I, oh, you don't think of WrestleMania four? No, he yeah. fought Savage WrestleMania five. What am I talking about? We were talking about WrestleMania four. Why wasn't Hogan in the tournament at WrestleMania four? I don't know. Was he hurt? I don't remember what happened. I don't remember. Anyway, I, that was WrestleMania 5, uh, so we're both wrong. Hogan fought Savage. The Mega Powers exploded. Yeah, but I remember that that show. And I remember, like, uh, this guy, big, the, the one-man gang. Oh, yeah. Coming up, and then all of a sudden, he's Akeem the African Dream. And I don't think he could get away with that anymore. And he kind of barely got away with it then. Right. Yeah, Yeah, he kind of barely got away with it then. You're right about that. Yeah, you couldn't pull something like that today. Well, what really kind of bothers me is like uh, um, Titus, um, with, you know, being the uh, uh, all of a sudden I, I'm I'm African prince, so I have an accent now. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Oh, you mean you mean Apollo? Apo- yeah, but I say Titus. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't know, did know about Apollo. I thought you meant when Titus fell at the Grizz no. Royal Rumble. No, that's because right. I was yeah. Yeah. You, know, that's, like, that's, you know, it's so interesting to see him as a heel 
just like I didn't know he had yeah. that in him to do that. Yeah, Apollo's doing great. Apollo's doing the things that I knew he was going to do, but it, it took him so long uh, for them really to pull the trigger on him, like years, like five five years. I don't know. Something like that, right? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so you guys have, was, you guys both have, do you have Peacock Bazongas? Yes. Hell yeah. I, Hell I, yeah. I know the, cock. the cock is in your house. I, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't know that. <laughs> I, hate that. I hate that name. I hate that, that streaming service. It sucks. I would rather the WWE Network have sold to Disney or to like Netflix, yeah. Hulu or something, you know, I'm not, I hate Peacock so much. I love that uh, Camp WWE show. I, I, I hate it. it. I hate it. It's, I love that show, man. I like story time. Oh, yeah, because it was funny. When I met Sergeant Slaughter, I go, you know the guy that does your voice on that cartoon sounds just like you? He's like, it is me. It's me, you idiot. It's me, you maggot. <laughs> yeah, he actually, I got a picture of him throwing a, a, a cobra clutch on me, and I tell you, that thing actually hurts. And he's a 68-year-old man. He's still strong. What about the million-dollar dream? Million-dollar dream and the million-dollar man. The million dollar dream compared to the Cobra Clutch. <laughs> I lost my phone. I wasn't gonna bring up the card of, of the pay per view. Okay, I'll bring it back. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. So, like, um, I'm totally digging this. Uh, this um, on last Friday SmackDown, Roman and uh, John Cena going back and forth, and everybody was telling me that they that was totally unscripted. They didn't even talk to each other that day. I didn't get to watch it oh, uh, really? yet. I got to go back and watch that. My phone oh, is amazing. There's some great roasting back and forth. And I'm not really super, super fan of John Cena. I don't really follow him much, but I like him now. I still hate that damn song, but I like him. You know, it's so interesting. I was always indifferent to Cena. Like when he became like in 2005, became like the super uh, like cash cow guy. Like I never hated him or liked him until recent years when he like 2015, I really started to appreciate his in-ring work when he did the uh, U.S. Challenge and stuff. But like to me, like I was a fan of Cena when I was younger because that was the rapping Cena era. Yeah, like oh yeah, when I, I was he was a rapper. Economics, that was him. Like, when, and he yeah. was awesome back then. Like, especially when he was a heel. My friend and I, like, we used to watch yeah. together. We were like, so big fans of him when he went heel and he was a rapper. That was that's so even dope. classic. Like. The raps that he had, like one of the most funniest, like to this day, is the one with Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle's just amazing in that promo with him because he's rapping too with Cena. And it's right. just the most hilarious thing ever. I think one of my and, favorites is him and Spanky. Yeah, him and Spanky. Spanky's all, look at this clock. You lost to Brock. Right. <laughs> All and right, like Ray Mysterio and stuff. Like that. I was like, that's, and that was just like cool. Like, so to me, I never, I never really like was, I never hated Cena like people did, but I was never like a super fan. I was like, okay. <laughs> but there was that period of time where people really, really hated him. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so, you know, what was shocked me. I was watching, um, you know, clips of wrestling from this week just to kind of keep up with what's happening in WWE and stuff. Um, SummerSlam's on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's on Saturday as opposed to being on Sunday. And I asked on Twitter, why is SummerSlam on Saturday? And somebody said, because there's a big UFC show on Sunday. 
Like when has WWE been afraid of other other stuff? Ever? I heard that it was because the takeover was on Saturday. But they can control when takeover happens. Yeah, they can do takeover on Saturday, man. (laughs) WWE has 100% control when takeover happens. Usually, what they do. They can be like, "Oh my God, takeover's on Saturday. What are we ever gonna do?" They own that shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll go through SummerSlam first. And then we'll go through TakeOver because that's afterwards, which is weird to me. I, yeah, I feel like TakeOver is better on Saturday. And then, it's like you're selling not, the main course. It's probably not what happened, but I would love it if that was like the one thing like that Triple H got out of everything. Sundays. It's like, we're going to take all your people and ha- fire them. And it's like, oh, that sucks. It's like, we'll give you, we'll let you have your show on Sunday. <laughs> we'll let you go against the UFC show. It's cool. No worries. Ronda won't get to December when football's on and you can compete against that. Yeah, they they compete. Even then, the WWE doesn't have to compete against the NFL. They they, they every every one of those big events outsells world the World Series, uh, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, NBA playoffs combined. Oh, before we move forward, um, what's your guys' reaction to Christian winning the world title, the TNA Impact World Title? I think it's really cool. Um, I don't really watch as much impact as like I don't watch it like much I uh like impact was on I got into early TNA when I was like on that hiatus from WWE and I was like uh on YouTube and stuff and I just loved watching that early era of um like NWA TNA because that was AJ yeah. Styles and Amazing Red. No, and my then, buddy like, and I, we would watch it every single week on pay-per-view religiously. Like, we would get a group of people together and we'd watch it every week. We loved the NWA TNA pay-per-views. Yeah. I watched one of my favorite matches from that mm-hmm. era is Amazing Red's debut. I watched that match uh, the other night. Uh, was um, his debut in TNA against Loki. And that's one of the Red? best. Oh, in TNA. I'm confused. In- it's one of the best matches ever. It's like 2002, I think it was. And they just do so many like martial arts type of spots. And they used to do it in their feud. Like they feuded before they had their match in TNA. And what was cool about it is like Amazing Red has no martial arts experience. He's just a huge like kung fu movie guy. But Loki has like tons of martial arts experience. So it was like cool to see like how they came up with spots. Because it's like you can tell, like, Red's like, oh, I'm just going to do all this stuff that's, like, kind of unrealistic from martial arts. But yeah. then Loki's like, I'm just going to kick you. Loki is, <laughs> Loki is incredible. He was, like, especially back in those, like, 2002. Like, yeah, he was super incredible. Uh, what about you, Bazonga? What's your take on Christian winning the Impact World title? Um, uh, I hate to say, but I didn't know what he just told me. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you know, so do you follow AEW? Um. I try to, but it's, it's kind of like drinking light beer. It's like, okay, I, you kind of taste the same, but you're a little different. So do you know do you know Kenny Omega? Yes. So Kenny Omega is the AEW champion. Yes. And he went over to Impact. He won their world title. Okay. And for some reason, he got the TNA world title, too. They just gave that to him. Yeah. And then he went to Mexico, and he won their world title, AAA. And so Kenny yeah. Omega has all these belts. And so he's fitting with Christian now in AEW. And on the debut of their new show, Rampage, Christian defeated him for the Impact World title. And the TNA yeah. title, too, for some reason. I miss the old uh, uh, Christian and Edge Me shenanigans, too. man. I miss those guys. Absolutely. They just come out with a crazy – they come out in baseball uniforms one time. They'd be coming out with, you know, biker shorts the next time. And just crazy things. Like, what are they going to do next? 
Yeah. And yeah. then like when I see like uh, Edge walking around now and all these surgeries he had to do, I, I love his mic work. In, in yeah. The, in, in his promos. He, he just delivers it so well. He and, was always when good. he puts that bar in their mouth and gets those eyes, you're like, oh, dude. Yeah, he was always yeah. good, but like he can sell it, man. So much better now on the mic than he was. I feel yeah. like the time away, you know, because like I would say tonight, I stepped away from comedy for like for four years, and it's like the time that you're away, you're just thinking, okay, what could I have done better? How could I do this? How could I do that? If I was there, I would do this. I would say like this. I would do like this. And I came back a really a, a much better comedian, and so I feel like he came back a much better talker, even though he was already yes. a really good talker in the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, Edge was one of those. Edge was one of the first, like, the few people who, after, like, who could still get like heat from me. After I, like, I grew up in an era where, like, it's very weird to grow up in the era that I was at my age. Okay, so how old were you? uh, How old were you in two thousand two when Rey Mysterio debuted, or two thousand three? I'm twenty seven now. I was eight. But (laughs) the weird thing about that period of time is like. We already sort of knew wrestling was fake because we were told it a whole bunch. I never lived in an era where we knew it was real or thought it was real. So, like, to me, like, when that could happen, when you could, like, dislike what a wrestler said or you could get, like, heat from them, that was cool, like, to me. It was like Jericho could do that for me. I'd hate Jericho for a little while and then, like, uh, Edge. But they were always so good on the mic. It was just, like, all the guys that were good on the mic, I hated because they were heels. (laughs) Nice. See, I was watching it when I was eight, but that was like 1989. Yeah, so it's like, and I, I always regret like that I didn't watch sooner, but it's just like, well, I would have been watching like Raw at like five. And I don't even know if I would understand. Anything. It's like at least like, but it, I sort of can at least appreciate looking back now at everything. So you are 27. Does that put you born in 90s, 95 or 96? Uh, 93. Oh, 93. Okay. Okay. So my, my, my little cousin, who's like my little brother, uh, he was born in 95 and he's a, you know, he, he grew up a big wrestling fan because of me really. And so like, I can't, I can kind of appreciate your fandom um, like watching him grow up. Cause you guys are on the same, he, he was a little younger than you, but you know, you guys are on the same age and stuff. Yeah. Like he was a big fan of Kane. Cause Kane was the big guy, the red guy, muscly guy. And he had the oh yeah. Kane was fire and, I still tease to this day. I go, hey, is Kane still your favorite wrestler? You know, he's like 25 now, 26, something like that. And he always gets mad at me. Right. Like, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> what about, okay, last sidetrack, last sidetrack. Um, what about the, the potential debut this Friday on uh, AEW Rampage of one CM Punk? <laughs> I think it's going to happen now that, like, I've just seen from enough people that, like, I listen to and, like, stuff. And, like, I'm just like, okay. But to me, the, what I'm... What was my thought is maybe this doesn't matter to people. Like it doesn't matter to me, but I'm just curious. Is like, is it taking away a little bit of the, um, does his UFC stuff like affect him? Does it diminish diminish his name value? Like diminish like his. I think it does. I don't think it does. Because I know that wrestling is like viewed as completely different, but like even now, but like. Still, it's like, you know, can people sort of get that out of their mind of like, 
yeah. can't you still take this person seriously? I think it depends on the person. I think if you, like Brock was in the UFC and he lost a whole I, bunch. Yeah, of but them. I think if you're looking for something to rag on somebody about, sure, why not? You know, look at me. Oh, I wear glasses. Oh, you know, like if you're looking at somebody to like rag on them, then you're gonna find something, right? But I think for the right. most part, the people like I, I don't think it hurts his name. I don't think it hurts his name value. It's a completely different thing. It was a completely different world, and I feel like it yeah. would hurt his name value more if he said. I can't even do that. I'm not even going to try. You know, like, fuck it. What about right. you, Dazongas? Do you think it hurt his name value? Um, hurt his name value by... Uh, by going to the UFC. Basically, he got whooped in two minutes on the oh. bench. Well, um, and, and it's weird because, like, CM Punk, I don't I don't, I don't recall his, his UFC career being very, like... No, like you blink, you missed it. Right, exactly. So, uh, it's like, I don't really... That's it, just to bring in... Uh, or name value again. I, I don't see why he was be trying like to do the real stuff if he's not going to be uh, where, where his position is in AEW right now, though. Um, so he's a potential. So it's rumored that he's going to debut on Friday, which is the day before SummerSlam. Um, and the, the, the show at AEW Rampage is in Chicago. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Do you, well, think- you know, Jericho seems to know what he's doing as far as moving this around. Yeah, I don't know Jericho. I mean, yeah, Jericho. Jericho's more of like a like a player coach. I don't think Jericho's really pulling strings. Right. It's more Cody and the Bucks and, and and Tony Khan and even Kenny. Kenny's getting a lot of signing a lot of people. Um, but this one's got to be like a Tony Khan pull because you know money, money, money. Also, uh, the the rumor is that Daniel Bryan, aka Bryan Danielson, is also signed with AEW. Right. Yeah. 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 I think. I think it would be really, really interesting. Like, it, I don't think they'll do this. Like, I, I would have hoped that they would have done this instead. Is they were gonna say like, instead of having like Brian like debut in New York or whatever they're gonna have, it would have been cool if they switched it. If they had like, instead of they having like CM Punk debut that night, they have Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson debut. Even cooler is if like they played the cult of personality and they put the Chicago stars on the screen, and then Daniel Bryan came out. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, that would be super. <laughs> yeah. cool. I don't know if can you he do that. that. Can he legally do that? Is that does he own that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's even something you can copy. Could he go? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. He could. <laughs> that would just be an amazing way for him to get. <laughs> or he could come on saying yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like cue up punk music. Even have the Chicago Stars up on the screen, and and Brian Danielson comes out. You know. Um, I think uh, something that I always preach was that one year in the Royal Rumble, I forgot what year it was when um, Brian Danielson was uh, supposed to be in it, or Daniel Bryan was supposed to be in it, and um, he wasn't, and Rey Mysterio was number 30, and the fans were booing him. Oh, yeah. So, this is my scenario. This is what should have happened, okay? This is what should have happened. So, the fans are chanting, Daniel Bryan, right? It was coming down to number 30. It was the last chance for him to be there. All the fans wanted him there. What I think should have happened was it should have the buzzer should have went off. It should have played Daniel Bryan's music, and he'd have his little Titan Tron. The place would have gone crazy, and then Bad News Barrett comes down and says, "My friend, I have some bad news." You know, oh yeah, really like put him over as a heel. Yeah, like the authority, the authority didn't clear Daniel Bryan to be in this match, so he they put me in here instead. You know that's his bad news, and I thought that would have been great, but they didn't do it. So. Yeah. Instead, they made Rey Mysterio get his only his only boost he's ever had his entire career. Yeah. Speaking of Rey Mysterio, you guys, he's going to be in the opening match 
don't know if it's opening match, but I think it's going to be opening match. Uh, the opening match is SummerSlam, and uh, the Usos, who are part of uh, Roman Reigns' uh, tribal family, do they have a name? That group. Um, I know they're called. Oh, the Bloodline. That's what they're called. Oh yes, you're right. The Bloodline. Uh, they're part of the Bloodline, which I'm, I'm super stoked about. Um, I think they're doing great things with Roman. Uh, finally, they're finally kind of letting him be what he wants to be. And uh, working with his family, working with the Usos, and that, that's yeah, that's, you know, they're work, they're working well together. Um, the Usos are very... so underrated. Who is the Usos are so underrated? They, are. they really are. Oh, they've yeah. they've oh, done so right. much, and nobody really knows. Years. I think they've yeah. been around longer than Roman has. A lot longer, probably like um, five or six years more. Because I feel like the Usos debuted in like '06, and Roman debuted in like 2012. Yeah, I think they made it in the top five or top six of tag. Um, I was watching on the Peacock channel. They had the top 50 tag teams of all time. Oh, I was watching that too. Yeah. And then. Yeah. I um, think they got like number five or number six. And they were showing like all the history that they had. They started the whole Polynesian thing. And then they changed to this and changed to that. Mm -hmm. So they've done so much through the years. I'm like, well, I didn't know you guys did all this. True. They did. Because at first they came out and they're like, we're not going to be like a typical Samoan guys. We're going to wear boots and we're not going to do this and whatever. And then they started doing it eventually. And most of the time you have to tell people. Oh, yeah. They came out in the face paint and everything, and they were yeah. colorful. I thought it was, it was cool. I really liked. I really liked their face paint, though. I really did. Yeah, it was um, cool. And then they went off. I like thuggy. They turned heel and became thugs. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, they should do the Rikishi make a difference. Oh, you guys don't know that. I know. I know that's before Richard time, and Bazanis right. probably didn't even remember that. All right, you guys. Um, so yeah, the Usos are taking on Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. So that's pretty cool. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about it, uh, Bazongas? Well, um, I'm kind of it's just it's kind of interesting how they were just slamming Jimmy about you know, it was his third DUI in two years or something like that. Yeah, and and now all of a sudden he's 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 a champion and oh we well, we kind of forgot about that. And um, I, I I never want to wish bad on people like that, but you know if you got if you're got that kind of notoriety you can get a ride somewhere and drink all you want yeah i mean you could afford an uber yeah or yeah no you tell people who you are a limo will show up that's true you're right you know you're right i'm, I'm jimmy uso i'll be right there <laughs> yep especially if it's a, if it's a wrestling town especially. Yeah. But that's just you know me people have done, you know sometimes people just start to drinking and you don't really realize how fucked up you are until you're driving and you get pulled over and you're like I didn't realize I was just fucked up. And I'd like to give him that kind of credit, but it doesn't excuse it. I mean, so I'm, like I'm, maybe once or twice, but like he has, I, I, I think he has more than three. I think he said three, but I, yeah. think, I think he has like five. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. Like to me, I just, I wonder what happens. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's like the same thing with the Randy Orton thing of like, you know, how do they, it's like if you're family, that's the big part of it is like you're untouchable for the most part. And it's like, I just don't know like how it looks to other people. Like, it's not fair. Like, especially the stuff like that happened with Jeff and like yeah. when the stuff happened with Jeff, like he had to leave the because of it. And like, just because he's, you know, like connected to all this family stuff. He doesn't really get penalized like other people did. Yeah. So that's a big thing too, and it's like you're right in the middle of the story of a of the biggest push in your career so far. Why would you mess that up? Yeah, really. Why would you? 
you know? seems like very it's also like an incredibly selfish thing to do to drive you know drunk and also be in that position of like you know how many guys that want to be you know pushed right now and want to be in storylines are looking at what you're doing and being like why is he pissing it away like because you know, and it's like can. i don't know you know what yeah, i saw jim duggan and, and alcoholism does it to pissing you. it away <laughs> yeah well i mean it's wrong so like it's different though. I it's totally different, like, getting caught with drugs and like uh, DUI after DUI after DUI. I mean, at some point, you know, you got to say, you know, this guy's got a problem. We should put him in a rehab, right? Right. Yeah, like, I, I don't think you should get fired necessarily, but do But like, yeah, get him help. And then is he the one that's married to Naomi? Because she got a couple of DUIs too. Yeah. Yeah. She's, the, yeah, he's the one married to Naomi. And, and it was funny because I watched the, the, the uh, Diva show one time and and he's all like uh, Mr. Health Food eating super healthy everything, and she's eating junk food and stuff. And and then you kind of wonder, how can you eat that kind of food, Naomi, and still do what you do, <laughs> and still be able to do your flips oh, like this? Her butt. Yeah, it's like I, 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 I eat like that, and I can't do that. <laughs> so I got I don't know. You get mad credits for my Naomi just for eating junk food, or or if that's if that's what's what they were trying to do as far as the reality show. Like, let's make it look like she just eats junk food all the time. Well, you know, but. She trains right and everything. Well, it doesn't look like uh, WWE is punishing Jimmy Uso. Um, and I feel like the storyline is going to keep going. The bloodline is going to stay on top. So I think the, the Usos are going to remain tag team champions. Yeah, I don't know what kind of momentum uh, the Mysterios have right now. Not much. Not much, really. Not much. I mean, it looks cool. like I haven't been following the storyline that much, but as much as I see, like, it looks like they're heading towards some type of breakup. But it's like, I don't know. Like, how can you break him up? You know, Dominic get killed. I thought the daughter was going to start wrestling too, man. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, but her her boyfriend got released. But was that really her boyfriend or was that a boyfriend for the show? No. It was he even. Well, no, you're right. You're right. I did hear about that. He even did interviews and said that he was uncomfortable kissing her on on TV. Murphy. Yeah, because it's like even if she's under age, like the age difference is so stark. It's like yeah, yeah, because she was like nineteen, he was like thirty-five, something like that. that Murphy yeah, was actually like... Alexa Bliss's boyfriend for a long time. He was. You're right. He was. Yeah, yeah. And then she upgraded too. You know, <laughs> you know, all the all the uh, WWE women come in with you know uh, these boyfriends and they like get a little bit of fame in the upgrade. Bailey. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! I'm sur- I'm surprised. Uh, I don't even um... know who Bailey's with. I'm just kidding. Like um, when they when they, like you were just saying when they when they come in and upgrade and stuff. <laughs> Nikki Bella, <laughs> she got John Cena for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, Nikki Bella. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird how like when you see him hook up. Like when I was like watching you know the man hook up with uh, Seth Rollins, I'm like, oh man, Seth's gonna be giving it to the man from right. And so when I when, when I were you saw watching that, that hook up like, was that some bar or what? I don't know, but they, but you know, when you're working together all the time and traveling on the same shows together all the time, no, I know. you don't really have much social life, I wouldn't think, because that's and it kills yeah. me when Vince just has like, say, someone like Sasha Banks flying to K- uh, Cleveland in the middle of the night by herself. It's like, do you know how much talent she is, how much money she makes you? Why is she like in a hotel in, in a Cleveland airport by herself? No, that happens, yeah. Um, uh, there was, I was watching a uh, a documentary thing about fans that just don't know when to back off. Yeah, and she's and very just, outspoken about that. 
Yeah. It's like, look, it's middle of the night. I, I really don't want to do this right now, but you yeah. got to give me an autograph. You're Sasha Banks. All right. I'll take a picture. Come on. Fucker. But how is this right. people harassing security. her in the middle of the night? Yeah. She should have security. Yeah. Somebody like to carry her shit. It's like, yes, Mrs. Know, Banks. Point, she should like, she should be able to hire her own security. Um, well, not only that, you know, it's like um, every every wrestler's like this. I'm hearing about all these wrestlers having to drive to places, even like the big guys. Roman Reigns having to drive places. Come on. Well, I mean, there's no teleporters. Well, there could be helicopters. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. They could. They have a private jet. Why not? I don't recall anybody coming in. Well, you know what? I don't recall it, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, <laughs> like helicopters coming in. So I like that. You, on the, uh, what do you guys think on the finish of the the match? Do you think Usos? Um, so, yeah, I think, Usos? Yeah, I think I think the Usos are gonna win. Um, I just don't know how because, like, if they just have like, <laughs> it's gonna just seem. I don't know how you do a father versus son angle at that age. But I mean, that's it just looks weird to me. It's like for Dominic to work because Ray, like, Ray could take care of him in the ring. You, <laughs> it'll just look like it. It'll look like like a dad. Like even though Dominic's like older, it'll still look like a dad yelling yeah. at his son because yeah, he's Dominic's Ray's like fifty, and yeah, Dominic is like eighteen. <laughs> That's what cracked me up because I just noticed like Dominic getting bigger and bigger as as Plus, the isn't Dominic just... uh, Eddie Guerrero's son anyway. <laughs> Here's one for the ages, you guys. Here's one for the ages. Uh, we talked about the explosion of the mega powers earlier. Uh, this is going to be the explosion of 3MB. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't care about this match. Drew's going to win. What do you guys yeah. think? Zongas, what do you think? I think I think Drew's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, mean, I like that. Um, uh, I don't know if uh, his entourage like um. His entourage is going to help him. They're banned from the ring. Uh, Ginger's guys are oh, yeah, that's right. Shanky's been, uh, was banned. Shanky and what is his name? I forget the other one. Veer. Veer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so think. Should be a, should be I don't know how the sword thing's going to play into it. I know they're doing the whole thing with the sword. I don't know how that's going to. Well, I think <laughs> they can go back. He just walks out, shoves it down, boom. Like he's not going to actually bring it to the ring. This, that's what he does, right? He puts into like some fake rock. Yeah, he, he slides into a, a slot in the ground, and then the pyro. Hits. He just walks off. Yeah, yeah. He might hit and him. With, you know, that'd be pretty cool. And I like the whole the whole uh, what was it the um the, the replica that they broke. You're like, oh my yeah. god, because I just want I've been watching that forged by fire. But like, dude, you broke that fucking sword. You suck. I saw how hard it was to make that. Like, oh, oh damn. it wasn't even the real one. They should have a sword yeah. on all match. Oh, there is a WWE um, match, a WWE episode, but it's not really about WWE stuff. But they destroy WWE stuff in the test. Wait, what show is this? Uh, forged by fire, forged in fire. Oh, okay, okay, nice. And they forged weapons. So there's there's a double a WWE episode where they had to like cut open a, um, a, 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 a a buckle buckle cover, turnbuckle. You know, yeah, the turnbuckle covers. They had to like cut it with the with the weapon they made to see how strong it was. They should just get George Animal Steel. He could bite it open. Yeah, he's not biting much anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, Eva Marie is back, you guys, and she has Piper Niven by her side. But Piper Niven's name is Dewdrop, 
and uh, yeah. Eva Marie is taking on Alexa Bliss. So when 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 Eva Marie came back, like the second week, they were like showing like dissension, and um, Dewdrop was kind of annoyed that she had to be called Dewdrop, and she had to listen to to um. To when Eva it Marie when it happened, out. I remember hearing like everything when it was rumored what her name was going to be, and then everything, and the way they did it on screen, I thought was great. But it doesn't make sense anything that they've been doing now because there's no incentive to like understand why she's doing it. Yeah, like, you're right. Like, like why? Like, where did, like, do like, come from? How did they connect? Like, why? Right, like, is, like to what's, me, like, do drops motivation here. Right. Like, there's no underlying backdrop. Like when you had Daniel Bryan in the Miz, like they had the NXT like rookie thing. Like that was why they had to be yeah. together. Why does Piper or Dewdrop have to be with her on television? The only thing I can to... see why, um, why, why uh, Eva Marie or why Dewdrop would do it is because Eva Marie like said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to be on Raw. You give me my sidekick, but you got to do what I say." And then you're on TV, right? And then it's like, well, you already beat her up. You, you didn't slap her, but you left her in the first week, and then I just saw like she slapped her twice, and I'm like, to me, I'm just like, when is this gonna end? Like. You know, that's the big part of it because, you know, it's going to end and, you know, it's going to be like when they break up and it's like, how much longer do we have to wait? Yeah, they're just waiting out. if they played more of a better attention with it and they didn't do like if they really played it up like her being obedient to Eva Marie and being like, yeah, this is what I have to do. And uh then they have it like six months later where, you know, she finally, you know, sticks up for herself. And it's like that that would be a good thing. Now it's just like, well, mm-hmm. obviously something's going to happen some week where she just destroys Eva. She just has enough of her shit. And, she's- and then it's not going to have that much of an impact like crowd reaction wise because they're not really building it up properly. Yeah. They're it's not like it's going to happen on a random raw and people are going to be like, well, I guess they're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like. The, if the they disappeared with, off the roster, nobody would even notice. Yeah. Isn't the same thing with... Uh, I really don't like they had Nia and uh, Shayna together. I don't think they really I have... That either. I don't like yeah. that pairing either. Any kind of together. And, like, I hate what they've done with... Uh, with um, with her. With... Uh, with not Nia, yes. With... Uh, oh, like, Shayna. I hate what they've done with her. Me too. Because... They've had her lose so much, and every time I watch matches where she loses, I'm like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not believable to me. Yeah, Shayna could have been like a it's big like, monster, but it's like, better that way. She has an MMA background. Why would she lose to <laughs> this person? Yeah, absolutely. that she would obviously beat in real life. Like, you know, absolutely. on the uh, on the flip side of that coin, uh, Bazongas, what do you think about Alexa Bliss uh, carrying on with like the Fiends Playhouse, whatever character? I think I, she's doing a. I think the. Uh, Let's let Bazanga handle this one. Um, yeah. So the. Uh, I, I never really liked that whole fiend thing, like from, from the beginning. I didn't, I didn't really, really like it either, but a lot of people do. And it just kept going into weird places. It's like, where's it going to go now? Um, I, I liked the way Alex, what Alexa was doing before all that. I mean, it's kind of neat the way she's playing off this whole little role, yeah. but she's got skills and, and she's not even fighting anymore. She's just out there playing with the doll. Let her do her thing. Right. Who do you guys take uh, in this match? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give it to Alexa because she's going to do some spooky stuff to do drop and make her do whatever and make her beat the crap out of Eva Marie, hopefully. That could I mean, be interesting. <laughs> that could be interesting. Richard? Yeah. I think I think she's doing, you know, 
I think some of the material sucks, but like she's doing great with it. Like she always reminds me of someone like she she reminds me of the Miz, uh Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And that she's very underrated for her skills of what she can do. And she's just perfect for like what the W asks her to do. So anything she does, she knocks it out of the park. It's just like the material is crappy and that's what makes it bad. But I think you know it's the same thing's gonna happen what he said. But she's gonna take over with Jesus. Alexa. The one yeah. thing that I think is interesting is like, you know, you can crap on it all you want, like how you know you don't like the doll and everything, but like when I saw the live crowd when they got back to live crowds, you know, the first drawback to live crowds, I saw tons of Alexa Bliss dolls in like the the uh <laughs> the dolls. I saw a bunch of them in the audience. So it's like obviously kids and people are buying the doll. And it's like yeah. 30 bucks on that counts. So it's like, yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, obviously, it's selling. I can see them seeing a lot, of, a lot of those too. Who do you take? Uh, so you said uh, Alexa Bliss too? I yeah. think the opposite. I think Eva yeah, Marie. Harvey Bliss. I think uh, Dude Dawson do the dirty work and then keep pushing Eva Marie. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. point. Alexa Bliss is just still expendable. And then, yeah, but, yeah I can see Dude Drop busting herself up trying to take down Alexa. And then she's like, oh, look what I did. And then, it's gonna, but then she's going to get up and just slap Eva Marie. And he's like, no, look what I did. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, the next up, we got the phenomenal teacher uh, with almost. I think I think it's a good pairing because I feel like almost is going to learn a lot. Even though I feel like he can't really move, you know, he can't really take a bump, and I, I just don't think he has much of a future as a wrestler. But they want to put him with AJ, so he'll learn. Uh, yeah, um, just trying to solve big guy. AJ and almost against RK Bro. Uh, these guys are. I don't know. I feel like the Randy Orton uh, Matt Riddle pairing is a little bit too cartoony, too goofy for me. I'm not really into it. Um, I'm not really into AJ and almost as a tag team either, but I am a big AJ fan. And yeah, so I know that RK bro is going to win, uh, but I'll be going for AJ and almost. I keep cracking up every time he tries to RKO um, almost and <laughs> he can't really reach up there. <laughs> but, th- but then you realize how many times has he done that off of ladders and crap? Yeah. He's RKO right. people in midair 10 feet in for the pay-per-view. They're saving it for the pay-per-view. Yeah. So he, he could just get up on a ladder and RKO from 10 feet in the air. Yeah. What do you think about what do you think Bazongas about this match? No, oh, I I'm gonna give it to RK bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, almost yeah, yeah, he's big, he's cool, but yeah, he doesn't really do much. Mm, he doesn't, yeah. How about you, Richard? I think I I think it's gonna be RK bro, but to me, I think it just took the wind out of her sails with Randy Orton being away for whatever sabbatical he took <laughs> for seven weeks. It's like, you know, what it's like there's no reason for why he left, but it's like maybe there will be revealed why he did. But Randy's gonna Randy. I think <laughs> that's just like shows like that. Like, but to me, that just like look makes it look hard for Riddle. And Riddle, I I like a whole lot. I love what he does in the ring, and um, I think like he's one of the few people who's like New Day that's allowed to be himself. And I like that. Like, when you give someone more leeway to be themselves, you can tell, like, most of his stuff, probably most of half of it is scripted, but most of the stuff you can say, like, oh, yeah, that's probably his sense of humor. Yeah. That's probably yeah. what he came up with. And, like, to me, it's like, you know, a lot of people think it's silly. It's like, I hang out with, I'm a comedian. I hang out with stoners. It's like, <laughs> I know tons of Matt Riddles <laughs> in real life. You know, honestly, like, I didn't think he would uh, be in the WWE just because, their drug testing policies, and he's such a stoner. 
Well, I I heard with him, like he has a medical thing. I think he did the Randy Orton thing, which is like what you do is you pay for everything before, like that's sort of like a tax. It's like you know you pay for everything for the whole year. You're like, so you're like, these are just going to be my fines for the entire the year. The year, just don't even don't even look at me. <laughs> be like, that's funny. That's it. That's like, funny. Um, here's another match that I'm not really, I don't really care about either. I've never really been in much into Sheamus, you guys. And then um, I like Punishment Martinez in, in Ring of Honor. I liked him in uh, in uh, NXT, but I'm not really feeling Damian Priest in the main roster. So this match, I might, you know, go to the bathroom or go make some popcorn. Uh, but yeah. Sheamus is defending the United States title against Damian Priest. Uh, it's gonna be probably going to be Damian Priest because he's a big baby face and they're pushing him. I love Sheamus. Yeah. I like Sheamus a whole lot. Like, I... I I love his stuff in the ring. I, I'm a huge fan of his. But uh, I just think, like, with him, I just feel like it's – he's had his run. Like, it sounds, sounds kind of mean, but, like – Seamus? No, Seamus. Yeah, he's had a good yeah. run. And, like, he's been his own I feel way. like it's time for him to start putting people over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the problem is, like, well, what do you want to do with him? Like, you know, he's never going to get up back to that level. Like, I know he won the title a couple years ago with the money in the bank, but he's never going to get up to that Roman Reigns level ever again. Sheamus. He was ever there. So, like, to yeah. me, like, I think he'll – he just has to – they just have to figure out, like, what they're going to do with him because you don't want to beat him too much that he becomes like Dolph Ziggler where it's, like, you know, nothing yeah, to support cool. anymore. But you want it to be enough where it's like it means something to beat him. I think that's the big thing. Is like you want someone like Seamus around who can have a good match with anyone and then also be able to beat and make it mean something. Like so I think that's a big thing. And who you uh, who you picking in this match? Damian Priest? I think Damian Priest, yeah. but oh, where'd you go? Oh. He says Damian Priest and he's out of here. What do you think, Bazanga, about this match? Yeah, I think it's going to go Priest. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of thinking it's lame with the whole Arrow thing either making him do. It's like either he's Puerto Rican or he's Native American. Let's not yeah. combine these two. It's like he's one or the other. I work do. the angle on one of them. And you can work it either way. It makes it, it brings down his badassness. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw him, I thought he was Native American. But then, you know, then he expressed that he was Puerto Rican and spoke Spanish. And I'm like, okay. Well, his name on the Indies, his name in Ring of Honor was uh, Punishment Martinez. Okay. So, so with that, I think he's going to take – and Seamus uh, – I don't like Seamus by himself. Him with the bar was good. I do agree with that. Yeah, him and the bar were great together. Him. And I miss the Mohawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to love just watching him with the damn Mohawk. I'm jealous. I was I used to there, Mohawk back. Uh, in 2015 on Raw uh, when, he, when he came back after WrestleMania and he had the Mohawk for the first time. I was there. That's awesome. Hell yeah. And then I love watching him do that cricket commercial where he came out with a blonde one. Like, <laughs> you crazy, man. I was fellow commercials. Totally dug that. I don't know what happened to Richard, but let's just move on. Um, know, so you pick you pick Damian Priest? Yeah, I'm going to go Damian Priest on that. Um, You're right, though. I feel like the Archer gimmick is really terrible for him. Yes, the Archer gimmick is kind of good. I never really knew what it was, but that's, that's definitely it. Uh, we talked about Edge earlier. Edge is back, and he's doing really good. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Um, I think it's cool that they brought Edge back and they had him go with Orton for a while to kind of like yeah. get him 
familiarize him with the scene and get him back, you know, going again with somebody that he he worked with for a long time. And then he went for the big money match, the big money feud with Roman. You know, he's kind of working his way down the ladder a little bit, but it's really good for him to like play the hits, you know. Uh right. Martin, Roman, Seth. Now, what do you think about this match? Who thinks gonna win? And well, I wonder I wonder if Seth was gonna take time off to be like a dad and stuff. Uh maybe, but, maybe. So maybe he's gonna get like knocked out for a while. But he was away for a little while, if I remember. But like when when uh, Becky had the baby, he was uh he was away for a while. I think he was, yeah. I yeah, think he, he came back. So I don't know if it's gonna be a thing. He's gonna leave wrestling for, for his kids because I think he just he... came back with the when he had the the jacket like the oozing color. Right. I think he had just come back. Yeah. So that's. Ugh. I think uh, Edge will take it. You know, just to keep this whole legend thing alive. Yeah, and, uh, I think um, Edge does uh, need the momentum, and I think it'll be good for Edge to get the momentum. Uh, beating Seth, I do agree with that. Yeah, that 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 Saturday uh, that profit thing Seth does is annoying, but I still I still miss the burn it down when he came out when he was doing that for a long time. I'm glad to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, I love that burn it down oh, because they t- they changed it to the Messiah, and he wasn't yeah, but then, up that for a while. Then he went back. I think they, they took him back. Now that he came back, he has doing the burn it down. I was like that. So I'm taking. Yeah, I, didn't realize, I didn't even realize you're right though. They they changed his music for a while because it was the Monday Night Messiah, and that's when he left, and then he came back as Burn it down. Burn it down. Um, here's here's an interesting thing. Um, uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks may, may be canceled due to uns, unforeseen circumstances, and a lot of people are saying that it's probably COVID related. Oh, I thought one of them had it already. I don't know. You can get it twice. Yeah, it's it's weird because I'm trying to remember. I remember like who just had it recently. No, I think Charlotte had it recently. Oh, you're Charlotte did. Yes, you're yeah, right. Charlotte did. And right. she so she left for a while. Then Charlotte came back all like slim and tense and, and just streamlined and uh, I almost didn't recognize her. But people are like all mad. Don't body shame her. I'm not body shaming. I just didn't quite recognize her. you. Came like, like I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Charlotte's dad accompanied her boyfriend Andrade to the ring at Triple uh, uh, A's pay per view? No, I didn't. Yeah, because maybe Omega maybe was freaking Andrade mega title against uh, Andrade at Triple Mania, and uh, Ric Flair accompanied Andrade to the ring. Right on. Yeah, Rick Rick's got a thing, man. It's like uh, I hope he doesn't have like was it a no contest or no combat clause? A no so- compete clause. Compete clause, exactly. And rumor so, like, is that he doesn't. Rumor is that he does not. Because he just, I see him in every commercial from ge- you know, General Insurance to, to Cumberland Farms Coffee. He's out doing co- local farms, you know, woo. And I just see him everywhere. It's like, good for him, you know. I, you know what I hate is the, uh, this is Ice Cube and, or Ice Tea and Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that one or heard it on the radio? No. It's Cube and Steve Austin do a commercial together. And I forget what it is. It's like a, Sprint commercial or something. It was something about something about Stone Cold. Yeah. Um. So 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 let's say this match happens: Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the women's title. It may not happen, but let's say it happens. What do you think? And who do you think is going to take it? Um. I think I think it's going to go to Bianca. Although I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Sasha all the way. I agree. I think uh, Bianca needs the momentum coming off this yeah. match, and I, I think she just needs to keep. They need to keep building her. If they if they give the title to Sasha now, uh, it would just totally derail Bianca, and she would just be another another you know name among the bunch. Right. But I would like, like a lot to of the women that. are for some reason. 
but also I'd like to see like kind of like more women's titles because we're getting more women and men, women in the in the. At least we have been. I know we we like like, just cut a lot of people recently. Yeah, like like, like universal title for women and, and yeah. W and yeah. Well, not a twenty four seven for women because uh, everybody get that one. The the women's Raw and, t- and SmackDown titles are the equivalent of the world title and the universal title. Right. Let's have some more titles. Like, do you have a United States Women's Champion? I don't know. Yeah. United States Intercontinental Women's Champion. But then you're gonna need a lot more women coming in, and and and, and I don't see a problem with that. NXT had a lot of, of good upcoming people. I mean, I like to see Ember Moon come back. She did good, I thought. She's doing good now. Shotzi up here. And yeah, Shotzi just debuted. Tegan um, Knox, I think, is debuted now. I might be jumping the gun here, but Cross is supposed to be fighting uh, Hardy for something. What, the show? I, I did, on SummerSlam? Yeah, I thought they were going to have a match. They did on Jeff Raw. Hardy, I don't know. Jeff Hardy and Cross. Kerry I don't Cross. know. Um, but, so what do you think about – do you know do you know much about Cross? Uh, not much. I know he was, he was the NXT champion, and then – Usually, when you lose your NXT champions, when you get kicked up to WWE, I uh, I interviewed him twice on this podcast. Okay, uh, he came on. Uh, we we talked about his career and stuff, and then he came on a second time to promote a cage match he was having with Matt Hardy, uh, the the biggest match of his career at the time in uh, F, in uh, Future Stars of Wrestling FSW, and in, okay. in Vegas. And uh, I was following him his career on the Indies for a while, and he was just so explosive, like like. You know, wrestling is fake, but Kevin Cross is real, you know, <laughs> and, and Kevin Cross was just amazing. He was just so explosive and like the moves he was doing were just so impactful. And um, eventually he got signed to, to, to impact and they, they started calling him Killer Cross, you know, and uh, what, really? what's up, Richard? Welcome back. Sorry about that. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So the, eventually, he, you know, he went to impact. He was Killer Cross. And, and now he's in TNA, uh, TNA he's in NXT, you know, super excited. Um, because you know, I followed his career for a long time. I interviewed him twice. He's a cool dude, you know. I'm friends with him on Facebook, um, yeah. things like that. And so it's really cool to see him what he's doing. And he's NXT champion. And he went to NXT and he didn't miss a beat. He was dominant, he was explosive, he was impactful, and he just he just kept going. And um, I know I'm getting into him and we, we <laughs> the NXT takeover talk because I want to talk about him and Samoa Joe because I'm so excited about it. Uh, but so yeah, who's gonna take the title him. from him there? I would love to see him. Uh, Fight Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam. I would love to see that. Yeah, but who, who's NXT gonna title gonna go to? Because that's if Cross comes up or a carrying Cross. I'm not because used yeah. to Nikki Cross used to be a Cross too, but she's ASH now. But yeah, so like if he comes up, who's gonna be the new NXT champ? Because that's usually how that works. It could be Joe. You know, it could be who? Beat him, Samoa Joe. Oh, that's right. He just got. Re- you know what? I I totally I totally see it. I forgot he just Samoa got to Joe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Samoa Joe's the first two-time NXT champion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Richard, welcome back. We were just talking about uh, the women's title match that may or may not happen uh, at SummerSlam due to un- unforeseen circumstances, which rumor is that one or both of them have COVID. Um, but let's say the match does happen. What do you think? I think... I think it makes storyline sense for Nikki to lose. I, I don't know. Like, it, no, no, it's Sasha so hard. Banks, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I'm oh, sorry. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Oh, sorry. That's the one that may or may not happen. Okay, Sasha Banks. I like Bianca. And, like, Sasha I like a whole lot. I just like what – I like to see what good things happen for Bianca. I want her to, like – Absolutely. I feel like she's the one who needs this stuff. Like, she needs to win this – 
feud for now because like she's the newer person. And yeah. uh yeah. that's what kind of you know, I think you know it's it's hard because I think with her acting and like the mix between like her being away so much with just random, you know, stuff, just personal stuff. I think, you know, I empathize with that, but like it doesn't seem like she's that reliable. Um uh Sasha Banks. So like yeah, I if think she's gonna right be away that. so much with her acting and just like not like up to it, why not just uh have the person she's facing just like put them over? Like yeah. have them absolutely absolutely. Um so, like, the next, so she was away for a while. Who, Did she have COVID or anything? Sasha? Yeah. I don't know. She was like know. off TV for a while. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's the, there's rumors, but who knows, you know? Maybe. I don't know if she was filming Mandalorian. Maybe she was filming the Mandalorian. That's possible, know. too. That's possible, too. She could I mean, be filming a lot more stuff. We don't know. She was gone for a long time, like a year or so ago, when uh, when she came back with the blue hair and turned heel on Natalia. She was gone for a while then, too. Yeah. So let's keep going on the women's the women's title matches. Uh, we got Nikki Ash, uh, almost a superhero. Uh, Charlotte Flair, and uh, Rhea Ripley, which uh, she's a really good um, addition to the main roster. I also remember when yeah, she was uh, wrestling in uh, Australia because I had a buddy in Australia and he would always talk about her, Demi Bennett, you know, because she was like the next big thing, and and now she's doing a big time in WWE. Um, I feel like, uh, shoot, you know what this match is like? Nikki's fun, you know, the, the gimmick is cute. It's it's fun, it's cute, but like I don't know, it's not something that's gonna last a long time. I think um, they messed it up, which is a so? shame because it was her thing that she came up with. Yeah, but like I, you think they for messed me, it up? I think they put the title on her way too soon. Yeah, she did. She did the she had the title really fast. And like it kind of doesn't fit with the gimmick. Like with a gimmick, like the money in the bank always works better for our heel, but like that would have been really cool. And it makes sense because they always have the money in the bank person lose a whole bunch. And like with her, it's like now it feels like every and it should feel like this for everybody, but it's like it feels like every win for her has to be like meaningful. Like or it just totally fucks up her story. So it's like, you know, it's like like for me, I I think the only way to salvage it is to give her a little bit more of an edge. But like not in like a bad way, like a way that she can still be ruined for by kids. But the the thing with uh, Rhea is like interesting to me. That's the interesting thing to me is how does she interact with Rhea, like personality wise, like in the match? Like do they team up together against Charlotte, and then Rhea is a little bit more tougher, so she just like is able to sort of take over. Uh, like Nikki's like niceness. How do they like? Oh, well, she's not gonna turn on me. How do they while we're beating up Charlotte? You know that how they interact in the build. Or is she gonna like? Or is Nikki just gonna roll her up while she's you know fighting? Yeah, yeah that's kind of her Charlotte, name. and be like, and then just pick up like the bare scraps. Just be like, well, let her beat up Charlotte for me, and then I'll you know toss her to the side and pin Charlotte. It's like, I don't know. To me. I feel like I feel like they're really messed up with Rhea just from the what kept happening with the the uh, the crowds like the um, how they had the audience set up. I remember hearing for a while like 
they were so um like mixed like they didn't know they would like tell the fans like to boo her when she was a face and it's like mm. you know it's like i don't even know what her character is supposed to be because she comes out and she's cheered she acts like a baby face most of the time but then in this feud she had with, with charlotte it's like they're both healed so it's like who do you root for and then Nikki, you want to root for because she's a is baby Rhea face. Heel, she's though? Yeah. I feel like Rhea's a baby face. It does, but like in the storyline, like of how she's like trying to do the same things as Charlotte to get in her head. Mm. It's like, oh well, you're just acting like Charlotte now. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes to sense. To me, uh, yeah. But um I don't so who know. Who gonna take it? I just I think if they do Charlotte. Uh, I don't know where they go from there. Like, then she just doesn't. But if they go with Rhea, I think that would be really interesting to do. See how Rhea and Nikki would do as like a feud against each other. Instead of like, we've had, you know, Charlotte and uh, Rhea for so long. It would just be cool to see something else. And that could be a cool dynamic, like personality wise, to be like, see Rhea and Nikki, how they would get along or how they would act with each other just throughout glory, like just feuding. And I think that would get more defined of like who their characters are. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like uh, I have a bad feeling that Nikki Cross is going to walk out as, as yeah. I mean, they're Same. really behind her. Uh, what do you think about this match, Bazongas? I, do, I totally think um, uh, Nikki's going to win it. I think she's going to uh, fight smart, not hard. You're she's right. gonna let exactly. these two beat the crap out of each other and then just kind of work the angles. That's that's how she's been doing. She's kind of slipping around, being quick, and things like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of was hearing what you're saying, like with like Rhea. And it's funny how Rip uh, Rhea Ripley, how they had to like kind of change her appearance so much because she really looks so much like Charlotte Flair when, when she doesn't dye her hair and everything. Because that's when she first came out. I go, that's Charlotte, right? No, it's Rhea Ripley. Think- interesting, interesting. So and I think Ripley had to darken everything and be like you know more edgy and because she can't look like Charlotte Flair because they already got one. And, and then like if she, I think her look is very hard because you don't want to get like Paige vibes, you know Paige has her thing. You don't want to get like you know, it's just like the aesthetic. It's like well Ruby Riot just left. I mean I guess yeah. that that leaves up the uh, aesthetic for that. But it's like you know I don't know her personality like what her characters supposed to really be like i can't tell like I, yeah i feel like shotzi like we talked about earlier i feel like shotzi is gonna fill the ruby riot um spot yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah but the that's like, the thing is like yeah i don't know Get the, the blackheart squad the shotzi squad i don't know let's call it some <laughs> kind of squad so uh we got some main events you guys we got bobby lashley the almighty uh bobby lashley i was hoping joseph would be here because he's gonna be rooting for bobby lashley um, taking yeah. on the return, former world champion, former WWE champion, former WCW champion, Bill Goldberg. This is interesting. Um, you know, I feel like they could have brought Goldberg back in a different capacity, um, in a main event capacity, but not one that involves a title. Like, he doesn't need the title again. What's it going to do? It's not going to, you know, pop the rating or anything. Um, uh, but does Goldberg lose? Does Goldberg win? What do you guys think? I think I'm getting tired oh, of it. You can go first. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think, Bazongas? Um, well, I think it's uh, – I think they got to – Goldberg just – I know Vince has him in contracts and everything. I just don't like 
how many careers he's ended. And he almost killed The Undertaker the last time he tried doing this. It's like, yeah. okay, I, we get it, Bill. You were the baddest mofo there is. But stop. You know, we and you know, like even in his prime, what he did to Bret Hart. I never forgive him for that. I'll never give forgive him for Bret Hart's career. Uh, no, I was gonna say Stone Cold, but that was the other Owen. <laughs> was was the other, yeah. yeah, so but yeah, but like just the things he's done, just I don't know if he's trying to reach reach his prime level again, cracking his head into the thing again. Oh, now you got the sun coming up. Are you gonna do like like with the dot with Dominic and uh, the Mysterios did, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because you, because I was just thinking about that last time I saw Dominic, he was a little guy, and then next thing you know, he's just getting bigger and bigger. And every time he fought, he's just now he's what six something. Well, he looks six something. He's probably just six foot because Ray's kind of what maybe five five or something. Yeah, he could so, be five ten and look like a giant. <laughs> and then like so, this last match, I see uh, Bill Goldberg's son come out. And he's like flexing the guns and everything. He's got little guns, but he's working on it. You can see potential. Yeah. If they want to, you know, lift him up. But uh, to me, I I don't care about you know it's 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 um I don't I don't care about either of these matches really. Like I care more about Roman and seeing I guess from a story angle. Like seeing I'd love to see like what he has in the ring with Roman. But like both, like they're both just not styles of matches that I like. So like, to me, I just I think Roman's going to be more compelling to watch, just storyline wise and everything. Yeah. With Bobby and uh, and uh, Goldberg, it's just not a style of match that's going to be exciting enough for me. So I think I'm just hoping it'll yeah. be it'll be quick. Like, like I'm fine with Roman matches being like longer because they can. Roman's matches can either be really really compelling, like. Really, really good, like compelling story wise. Well, they can just, just drag like, and drag, boring for me to watch. And like, yeah. I think Roman has improved a lot as a wrestler, and he's very underrated as one. But it's still not the same in ring style that I like. So that like, um, that WrestleMania main event between Roman Reigns and Triple H, I forgot what year that was, but that was just that just drug on and on. Yeah, so it's like, you know, to me, I'm just hoping the thing with the Cena thing is like. It seems to. Uh, You're getting ahead of us here. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'll go back. This is about Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. What did you take on I'll that? I'll go back. I'll go back. With Bobby and uh, and um, with Bobby and uh, uh, Goldberg, I'm just hoping it goes by quicker, so that whatever happens next, we can get to it. Like, yeah, you know. Apparently, Obviously, that's how you uh, that's how you preview it too. <laughs> like, just get through it because the only person I want back, and I don't think he's coming back, which sucks, is I'd like to see Brock versus Bobby because I know Bobby Lashley wants it. It's like that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting yeah. for something. Else I thought that happen. was going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just hoping Goldberg doesn't stay for a long time. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, who do you guys think is gonna win though? Can can Bobby Lashley beat him and and keep the title? Because every time Goldberg, yeah, I on, think Bobby can beat him. I just hope that Bobby doesn't get hurt doing it. Yeah, like something that didn't it wasn't expected. So you think you think Lashley's gonna defeat him? Bizarre? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Richard? Who's gonna win? I think Bobby's gonna win. I hope Bobby wins. I really do, but I don't have faith in them. Uh, not you know letting Goldberg win. Yeah, how many? How, what was Goldberg's record? He never lost ever or something. One seventy-seven and zero. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think Goldberg's well, going to win. How are you going to make someone like that lose? Or, or is he going to lose and say, ah, you know what? You finally beat the the, the big streak. I'm out I mean, of here. He's lost. He's lost. Brock right. beat him recently. You're like, like, oh, when Undertaker lost to Roman, he just kind of put his, his outfit in the middle of the ring and walked out. Like, and something like dramatic like that. And he's still wrestled after that. And then he wrestled yeah. next year. Yeah, it's like how... I don't know. I know that his uh, he he's there for another appearance. I know that. Like who takes? Um, no, uh, Goldberg. Goldberg. Like with his thing, he has like another year. four more appearances. But yeah, it's like another year. So like, oh, so, so it's like you know, he's like a bad Santa Claus. He shows up <laughs> once in a while at the worst times, and it's like, oh, Goldberg's here. Now we have to do a storyline with him. It's <laughs> so, like, screw right. whoever's the world champion now. Because I feel like whenever he, Goldberg shows up, they just kind of, like, you know, pigeonhole him into whatever's already happening. Like, you know, he beat Kevin Owens that one time, and then he beat The Fiend. And it's like, they were building The Fiend up really big, and then Goldberg just came in and just destroyed him. You know, so I feel like whenever Goldberg comes around, whenever he gets that itch to wrestle – they just want to put yeah. them, just plug him into whatever's already happening. And at least he didn't beat Drew. Like that's a that was a that was a shock to me in like a positive. Oh, did you thing. beat him? Did like, you beat him? No, he didn't beat Drew, which was cool. No, like, but did, did you beat him? him and defended his title? Did you beat Goldberg? Yeah. Oh, okay. The last time. Goldberg I don't remember that. Him. I don't remember that. I didn't watch a lot of the pandemic stuff. Yeah. So that was like that was the one thing they did right was proposing <laughs> to him. But it's like oh, yeah. yeah, it's like. Yeah, so All right now you can talk about. Also, uh, I think Cena Bobby's enough of a. Reigns. Oh yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. No, so now you can talk about John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was super cool when uh when when John Cena came back and he's like, "Hey, I'm not back for this. I'm not back for that. I'm back because Roman's an asshole." And then yeah. he wanted to face Roman in a match, and Roman's like, "No." And then Finn came yeah. out, and Finn's like, "Face me, Roman." And everyone's like, yeah. okay, you know, and they had the contracts drawn up. Johnson's name was even on the contract that he signed, which is super cool. And I think that's a, I think that's a really fun storyline. Um, I think they're doing really good with it. Uh, like I said earlier, they're doing good with Roman, and I think they're doing good incorporating the storyline uh, into the main event of SummerSlam. And I look forward to it. And Roman's definitely going to win, uh, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great match. Yeah. yeah. The only way I could see something going differently is if they have been interfere in some way because he's been showing a bit of win by interference yeah interesting like roman will defend that will win the title by dq but you know everyone expects you know finn to go after roman but he did say that he has a bone to pick with john in a promo on SmackDown, I can see so Finn coming really in interesting. and playing Because didn't John Cena beat up Finn to sign the contract? Oh no, Baron yeah. Corbin did. Baron Baron Cameron, Baron Corbin I'm, did. I'm waiting to see that storyline where Baron Corbin's going to come in somewhere yeah. in this. So, like, I guess you could have like he comes in and attacks, you know, Cena, and then like Baron attacks Finn, Finn, and then Roman, you know. Get Cena, who's already been beaten up by Finn and beats him. <laughs> no. But it's like, I think that would be a cool dynamic for Finn to be like, instead of him going after Roman, it's like Finn is a good guy going after another good guy like Cena to be like, 
I'm not backing down from Cena just because we're both good. I think that would be really interesting. So you think that Finn's going to help Cena ultimately win the match? No, I think he's going to. I think he's going to attack Cena. Mm. So, so what's your what's your pick on the uh, the the outcome of the match? So I think like I think either if that doesn't happen, I just think Roman's going to win. <laughs> yeah, I think Roman needs uh, he needs uh, the clout. Um, of beating John Cena at Russell, or SummerSlam. Yeah. What about you, What do you think is going to happen SummerSlam? John Cena. Yeah, of course. Going yeah, right? Roman's going to win it. It's. In, what do you think um, of? Uh, it's going to be really super spectacular. Lots of flying acrobatics and stuff, and just broken necks. Because uh, I, I I don't know the name of the move that Roman does where he Superman just, punch, Superman punch, Superman. That's punch. A Superman punch. But the um. Oh yeah, he was um. Cena was goofing on him. Oh, other DC character punch. <laughs> John Cena's a DC character now. Yeah, you guys got to see that. I'm gonna that watch uh, it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Oh, it was classic. Because, And I don't know if, if it was true that the two never saw each other before that or that, that entire day. Because Vince supposedly said, don't you two hang out with each other. Yeah. I want you two to go right at it and, and say what no holds barred. And I heard it was, it was so drastically different from... The one a few years ago because Roman was so is so much better on the mic now. So oh like, man, yeah, a few years ago, John Cena just laid him out on the mic. Just laid him out, yeah. It was like it was like embarrassing. I was like, oh, you know, it's called and, it's called a promo, son. If you want to be the <laughs> yeah. big dog, you better learn how to do them. And I, I hear from like, like since like WrestleMania, he hasn't written any prom- promos. He just wings it as he goes out there. Someone Roman? Yeah, yeah. It seems like he's doing really well. Like. You know, I think, and the thing is, is like, like as much as the people hated Roman, as much as they booed the shit out of him, they booed him out of the building. We all knew that this in him. We all knew that he could do this. It was just right. They were doing what you know, the crappy booking, the crappy writing, and he had to deal with it. Suffering, suck attached, son. You know, right? It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, you know, once you're given the right material, that's all it is. It's like. That's the kind of thing that sucks. It's like the fans don't really boo you as a person. They just boo you how you're booked. So it's like, it's not even your fault even. So with Roman, I like what he's doing now. But uh, to me, it's like, I it feels like, like a pit stop almost. It's like, okay, he beats Cena, then what's next? You know, this is just going to be Finn. And then it's like, whatever. Like, But with Cena, it's like, it feels like I understand it's the name value thing, but I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not like Cena's going to stick around. Hey, so what are the chances uh, that Roman Reigns beats John Cena? He has John Cena late. Oh, let me flip the script. John Cena wins. John Cena wins. Uh, the you know do 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 right. He's holding the belt up high, and then the all of a sudden here, and then a call personality plays, and CM Punk walks out on stage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know who I was thinking actually that wouldn't be CM Punk who would come back. You know who I think would come back would be hmm. interesting to come back yeah, if Roman right. lost would be The Rock. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's overdue for an appearance. I, but see, the the thing this is my my dream story is yeah, that that yeah. Roman defeats Cena, right? He he won't stop talking about it, and then he goes on to Survivor Series and he beats you know and maybe he beats Goldberg, right? And he just beats all these yeah. names. And then, you know, Ray Rumble happens and he beats whoever he beats at the Rumble. And the next time on Raw, that's when The Rock comes out. The Rock's like, you know what? You you just, you're, you're just, you're too big for your britches, you know? Um, you you think you're this and that. You think you're the head of the table. You think you're the travel chief. 
you know, I'm the real tribal chief, and they go out it at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus The Rock, WrestleMania next year. I think, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's all, like every time Rock doesn't have a schedule, and that's yeah, all the time Rock now, so busy. And like he's getting older, and then last time he came in, he got hurt really bad. Oh, yeah, he hurt good for his people that you know work for him. He sells so well, man. Yeah, some of the some of the reactions to being hit, it just he kills me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. He just walks around the ring all (laughs) absolutely. Um, so let's quickly uh try to go through uh we've been on here for a long time, but I I do want to go try to go through oh oh bazonga is by the way. Um, Ray Mysterio is six foot five. I'm sorry, five foot six. Dominic is uh, no Ray Mysterio oh, Ray, is five Ray's foot six, here. and Dominic is six foot one. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I like picture Dominic. like li- li- little Goldberg getting all big and buffing. I'll avenge my father, you bastard. <laughs> and the, the thing about little Goldberg is like you know, he wanted to come back because his kid was his son was a kid and he never saw him wrestle, but he's, a, he's an adult now. It's like, how old is he? He's I think he's like 12 now. He's only 13. 12? He's only 13? Yeah, his son. He looks like he's 20. Yeah, he looks 18 to me. He looks oh, 20. Oh, he is? I thought he was like 13. No, he looks 20. Oh, uh, no, he flexed those guns. He's been he's been working out, man. He's, yeah, he's he looks like he's, I When I saw pictures of him and Goldberg from Raw, and he had like his, his like short sleeve like Patriots jersey or whatever he had on, I thought, he was, like, jersey? I thought he was like, yeah, Chargers. I thought he was like 20 years old. Well, it's five years, so... He might be 20. He might be 13, too. I don't know. Date of birth, 2006, May 10th. He was born in 06? So he's 15. Wow. Oh, wow. uh, okay. Um, so let's quickly go through the NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. Um, I'm super excited. I just found out who uh, – oh, I found how to say his name. Um, Aliyah? 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 Oh, whatever. Uh, Dragunov. Dragunov. Uh, he's this Russian guy. He's pretty cool. I saw him on NXT this week. Uh, he's taking on Walter. I'm super excited to see Walter. Uh, Walter's, oh, you know, he's always, um, he's just a dominant beast. You know, he's like the Roman Reigns, not the Roman Reigns, uh, the Brock Lesnar of NXT. And um, yeah, so uh, Walter's facing Dragonoff. You guys know who these guys are? And you guys, are you guys excited about that? Not sure. Um, I'm not too familiar with the other guy, but I know that Walter is like awesome. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with him either. Um, I just saw him for the first time. I was watching clips from NXT this week, and uh, but I am excited to see Walter. Walter can beat the shit out of him last night or whatever NXT mm-hmm. was. Um, I'm hoping that Walter retains uh, the uh, NXT UK title. He's a, currently the longest reigning champion in WWE right now, I think. Yeah. Hopefully um, they keep him there. We have That's a, all that you can hope for. We have a three stages of hell match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. The first falls a singles match. The second fall is a street fight, and the third fall, if necessary, is a cage match. Um, I like these guys. They've been—I've been watching them wrestle since Ring of Honor. You know, I've watched yeah. these guys wrestle each other since like 2004. Um, yeah, do awesome. different things with them. You know, I really enjoyed them as a tag team—not uh, a tag team, but like you know, a group, uh, undisputed. I really like that, yeah. uh, but it ran its course. Uh, they never got to go to the main roster. Um, but Adam Cole—I think Adam Cole's going to win, and then he's going to go to the main roster. But think this he's could also get that million be, bucks. What's that? You think he's gonna get that million dollar contract? Yeah, I was gonna say this is also could be his swan song because they let his contract expire and they forgot yeah. to do it. And so yeah, you're right, they could give him a million bucks to go to the main roster, but uh is he worth it? You know, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like you got so many people right. like, yeah, I don't know. They, like like I mean, you know, you have so many people that are that are 
that can do what Adam Cole could do. Like, sure, you know, he has the Adam Cole baby and everybody loves that, but like, you know, he's he's replaceable with Ricochet. You could, you know, you have Ricochet already. Wow. You know, you got Johnny Gargano. Like, you got so many guys that could just go that are that they could just fly and, and yeah. Like I think the thing with Adam Cole that's different than like from Kyle O'Reilly. I'm like, it sucks with what happened with Bobby Fish being released, but it's like the dude's a great wrestler, fantastic wrestler. He, he doesn't is. really have much of a character. So like, right. right. So that's he's not a promo saying. guy. So like, they could just leave him. And I, th- I feel like that's the thing with Kyle Riley. His gimmick doesn't work out now, like it is. Like I don't know how it's being received. Received. He have a gimmick. I feel like the only one that got a gimmick was Roderick Strong, because he got well, the proof. No, Kyle has that now that he has that like hipster new hipster gimmick. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> that's yeah, he's like. He's kind of like a he's kind of like an orange Cassidy ripoff almost. Oh wow. Yeah, but he's like he's like pretty much like you know the uh stereotypical Kyle now. Like <laughs> he's a Kyle. He's <laughs> basically what he is now for his monster energy on his way to the ring. He's got like hipster clothes now and all this weird shit. And I think if Adam Cole left, if they let if they just let him go. And he went to AEW. Um, I feel like he would have a character, and he would be more relevant in the wrestling business. No, but I just mean I think he he's good. I just think right. He right. he's good. If he leaves. I think Kyle's Coley good Adam. too. You're right. Yeah, just, you, I think just it, name him Coley Adam. Coley Adam. No, that's <laughs> his name. I think that's his real name. He could use it. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. His real name is Austin something. Yeah. His name is Austin something. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, L.A. Knight is defending the million-dollar title against uh, Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase, and it's a if Grimes loses, DiBiase must become Knight's Butler. I don't know, man. This this these guys. I feel like is that Ted DiBiase Jr. No, it's no, it's DiBiase. The actual Ted DiBiase. So L.A. Knight used to be Sean, not Sean Spears. Um, he used to be somebody. Sean Ricker. He used to be somebody, and then he won the. uh, the million dollar title i feel like the million dollar title should be on better people than this you know and not nothing against those two but i just feel like they're right. not on the level that it's you know they it's should. being more used as a comedy title which is yeah i guess you're right about that you're right about that it's like you don't want to get into uh i think the big thing is you don't want to get into like 24 7 territory with it yeah right right and it's so weird to so see that's the, like, uh, million dollar title on NXT. Like their stuff has been very funny and it's been actually like very well written and entertaining. But like I think this just ends with uh with um Cameron Grimes winning. So I'm gonna go with Grimes. Nice. I don't know if you if you keep up with this Bazongas, um, but Ted DiBiase helped LA Knight win the million dollar title. He 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 came out, he said, You guys are gonna fight for the million dollar title. And then he turned heel, and he he helped LA Knight win. And then um, the next week on NXT, LA Knight uh, turned even more heel and beat the shit out of Teddy Biasi. Wow. Yeah, and he's like 60 now, right? Yeah, yeah he's an old dude. Uh, NXT women's title match. Uh, Dakota Kai is challenging Raquel Gonzalez. I feel like this match is really forced. Um, I don't know much about Raquel Gonzalez. I haven't really seen her much. Uh, she's big, though. She's a lot bigger than Dakota. Um, so that, that might be awkward, but they're friends, I guess. So it'll be a good match. Um, I'm hoping that Raquel keeps it because she seems, you know, like a good champion. I mean, what do you guys think? 
Um, I like Dakota. I, I, I know Dakota more than us. Yeah, I used, to, I used to see Dakota and Shimmer and stuff. Before. Yeah, I like Dakota. She's she's another person like uh, um, like Shotzi that like I just like. Yeah, I want to see her on the main roster, but I don't. I I kind of don't. It's like <laughs> I'm scared for her. I want her to stay <laughs> next day. And the main event but that I'm so excited about is Karrion Cross defending his title against Samoa Joe. We talked about this <laughs> earlier. Um, I really think that Joe could possibly win and send Karrion Cross off to the main roster. Yep. But then I also think, like, how cool would it be for Karrion Cross to, like, toe the line and be on both the main roster and the NXT champion for a long time? Kevin, uh, Kevin Owens did it for a little while. I think, like, yeah. Charlotte Flair might did that for a little while, too. It just didn't seem to. She she jumped back to NXT and said, "I'm gonna take your title too." And then she, did she fight? I think she fought. Uh, no, Shana. she did it because she won the Royal Rumble. Okay, so she, right. oh yeah, and then she got to choose which yeah. belt she went for. And I think I think she fought Shayna Baszler on that one, or or was Rhea? Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was Rhea. I think it was always Rhea. And that's gonna. And Rhea then Rhea lost, lost, and then she came up. You guys think uh, Karen Cross can can uh, beat? Uh, the big Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Ah oh, man, Joe's the shit. Joe's <laughs> the Joe, man. Like, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's like powerhouse versus like just move. So I read online that as soon as Joe got released, Triple H got on the phone to get him back. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I, I think. Oh, go ahead. I think Samoa Joe's going to be the real test of all the rumors that are going on with NXT because, you know, like if if they put the title on him, I just think it's it's gonna be a mix because it's gonna be great to see him wrestle again, but he's also very uh just because of you know how old he is and everything, is he's very much has that injury pattern. He does. He so it's does. like you want to put the title on him again and he's then like hurt. yeah, he'll get hurt and then it's like he's already older and it's like you know, do you wanna put the title on someone younger? But I think like it would be cool to have like a third reign for someone like of that caliber. Right, right. I agree. Um, but I do, I do. Like I said, want to see Karrion Cross uh, being on both the, the main roster and the NXT champion. I think that'd be super cool. Especially if you brought it to the title to the main roster and he started defending it like at SummerSlam and Survivor Series and Royal Rumble and things like that. I think that'd be super cool too because it would give them a lot more exposure. Right. Hell yeah, you guys. Hell yeah. We have almost two hours. This is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah, been super it was... fun talking with you guys. Uh, I hope I hope to have both of you guys back on individually at some point, and then we'll talk oh, yeah, sure. more in depth about stuff and everything. Totally, dude. Um, it was awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Social media, Bazongas. Plug your social media. Oh, uh, at dbazongas on everything. A dbazongas uh, hey. on Twitter, on Venmo, on uh, where am I at? Oh, Facebook for background. Facebook. Are you yeah, look, look at my background. background. <laughs> I'm all here. Uh, it's gonna be all in audio, so nobody's gonna be able to see your background. That's what I was wondering. I go, isn't this audio? Yeah, I saw you at Deepa Zongas everywhere. Facebook, What's my name? Twitter. Oh, I think it's behind me. I can't tell. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter at Deepa Zongas. Yeah. Richard, what's your social media? Okay, so um, you can. Find me anywhere if you just put Richard Dweck Comedy. You can find me anywhere. Um, I have so a lot my of podcast. Dwick's running around. Yeah. Have you ever thought about going by Dick with Dwick? 
Dick Dick uh, you know what's funny is I'm I'm used to that. Like people are always like think I'm gonna get annoyed or like upset when people call me Dick. But it's like I went through middle school and high school. Like of course I was called Dick. Of course. <laughs> it's like by seniors. Like it doesn't upset me, but you know, I like them by my regular name. But uh I I have my podcast called What the Heck Richard Dweck. I started a uh, a second um YouTube channel for my podcast, which is where I put extra content up so you can find what the heck Richard Dweck on YouTube and uh yeah I'm I'm pretty much everywhere so like if you just search Richard Dweck comedy you'll find me <laughs> all right hell yeah. hell yeah and then I am across the board at Funky San Medina and uh the podcast is really basically on just Twitter it's on Facebook too but it's at PWM podcast on Twitter so go ahead and uh follow us on social media hey thank you Bazongas thank you uh Richard Dweck uh, you guys are both awesome, and then I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Sam. Right. Awesome. Thanks.